0: and i think also the question i think that's maybe the bottleneck question in the community we are asking how we can access the beneficial nonlinearities in the material and the structure i think uh, i think you know is the experiment of the dead fish that still swimming against the force uh, in the water and that's example how the morphology of the of the animal plays a significant role in the environment even if they are if they did they still can uh, function because of the morphology so if you can tell us have you ever thought how in robotics we can access this non or how we can embrace this non instead of getting rid of?
1: Yeah, so I think, um, actually, I just found out that the famous... Um, dead fish swimming in the Von Karman Vortex Street is, uh, was taken by Jimmy Liao, who's a professor. So I didn't know who had taken that video. I just want to give credit where credit is due. Um, and I think that that phenomenon is a combination of the material properties of the fish, but also um, the environment. So the, what you maybe don't see in the video is that um, this is flow, going across a cylinder and then it's creating these vortices that shed left and right. So it's called like a von Karman vortex street. And so um, there have been lots of hypotheses that being in that von Karman vortex street allows um, animals who move in flowing environments to kind of decrease their energy expenditures because it allows them to, it's like self-stabilizing. And so that it's a combination of both the environment and the animal itself. Um, I think that that's definitely something to be looking into, um, how these interactions and interfaces between animals and environments work. Um, But also, I think that um, in terms of nonlinearities, I think that we really need to think about how how to leverage nonlinearities, um, instead of kind of reducing nonlinearities and reducing complexity. So a lot of experimental work, um, if you want to be really precise, you have to kind of get rid of variations so that you can take precise measurements. And that's really, really important for fundamentally understanding, you know, mechanisms and, and things like that. But, um, actually, it's the variability and the complexity that is fascinating. And so I think we need to really examine things in both ways.
0: Thanks so much for your elaboration. I appreciate it. So I'm curious to ask you, as you study biology, I think that's also an argument in the field. Sometimes robots are focusing on using the material in a certain way, just forcing the material to make a like certain formation, for example. And we have the question, how we can close the gap between material science and software robotics? Because that's challenge here, how we can have like a a communication, what could be significant parameters we have to incorporate so that we can optimize the design. So from the biology perspective, to be honest with you, and I needed this answer, do you think that's a community of software robotics? We still, of course, uh, in the early stages, but, Do you think there's misunderstanding how you can design a soft robot when you look at how the material is used or maybe bioinspiration or biometry? Do you think there is missing uh, 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 pieces, do you think, uh, from your eye when you look at the field?
1: Yeah, so I think that um, there has been a lot of progress in soft robotics as a field, especially in terms of bio-inspired design. Um, I think that, um, there, especially in like the Octobot project, there's a lot of real examination of the biology there that informs the design of the octopus robot. Um, I think that this isn't just a problem that is present in engineering or in soft robotics, but it's actually in bioinspired engineering in general. So I think that There are a few really famous examples of biology that tend to trickle into engineering. Um, And then a lot of focus in engineering gets put on these few examples. But actually, the diversity of life on Earth is so immense. So I think that there is no limit to what we can find if we examine the natural world and no limit to what types of inspirations we might have in engineering. And so I think that it would be wonderful to have a much more integrative kind of training for the next generation of students to yeah, be exposed to a lot of different organismal systems to find out how they work but also be really um, grounded in the fundamentals of material science and, and mechanical engineering to really have the tools to do experiments to test these theories but also to extract the principles underlying these biological organisms and then use those to design things that may even be better than what exists out there right That's now.
0: Point. Yeah.